Welcome to the Teacher Interview Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Creasel. I work as Director of Innovation and Instructional Support in Fullerton School District, and every week we sit down and get to know a teacher better. My goal is to learn what drives and guides teachers, especially when venturing into that risky territory of trying something new. Join me. Today on the Teacher Interview Podcast, we spend time with Matt Stricker. He teaches at Parks Junior High School in Fullerton. All right, Matt, thanks uh, for joining us. Yeah. And um, so the way this will work is we'll, um, I have some kind of pre-interview work I've done. And so I'm going to bring some kind of quotes from other people who know you into the conversation and okay. then kind of get your reaction. And um, But first, let's start with just kind of talking about um, how you got into teaching. So what, what was that like for you? Sure. So teaching was kind of in my blood. My, my mom and my dad were both teachers. My dad was a junior high history teacher for his whole career. My mom taught kindergarten. My mom's parents, she was a theater and language arts teacher in the junior high setting. My mom's dad was a principal in the Denver Public School. So it's, it's in my blood. I knew from a young age, I think, that I don't know if I thought I had to be a teacher, but that's the only thing that really crossed my mind. Um, so I kind of knew going even when I started college that that's kind of the route I was going to take. That's, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, so where did you actually go for your teaching credential, and what was that like? So my undergrad was at Hope International okay. University here in Fullerton. Um, and then my teaching credential, I went across the street to Cal State Fullerton. Okay. Yeah. And then where did you start teaching? And then, you know, someone in my program got hired at Sunset Lane Elementary, and she actually recommended me for an interview. Oh, wow. And so I went to interview with, back then it was Dr. Dameron, and she gave me a, an offer like the next day. So right, right, out of, right out of college, right out of my credential program, I was at Sunset Lane. Um, and started out there, I was there for, for three years, I think, at Sunset. Wow. So, but now you're at Parks teaching... PE? Yeah. So yeah. so Sunset Lane to Parks <laughs> PE, to what, how did, to explain that. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's, yeah it's, it's quite an interesting story. I, I When I first came out of, of college, well, when I was going into the credential program, I wanted to be a PE teacher. Okay. I kind of got talked out of it by some people that I respected because it was a time with a lot of budget cuts. Uh, a lot of the visual arts, the, um, the performing arts were being cut. Yeah. And so people were telling me, hey, the next thing they're going to cut is PE. So if you go get your PE credential, I don't know how much job security there is in that. And as yeah. like a, you know, a 22, 23-year-old kid, I'm like, all right. That yeah, made sense. Right? right. So I went and got my multiple subject. I started at the elementary level. Um, and then there was, a, there was an opportunity to go to parks and teach junior high. Um, my friend Phil had just gone on to Parks and, and started teaching junior high, and he was at the elementary before and was telling me about it, and it sounded good. So um, Principal Larry Beaver then offered me a position at Parks to teach core because I only had my multiple subjects, right, so I right. could teach the two classes. So I ended up teaching health and science and then history, and I did that for a long time. I did that for, like, I don't know, eight to ten years or wow. something. Yeah. 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 It's a good run. So, yeah. but then in the back of your mind, you're like, I, I still want to try that PE route. And yeah. Then, so, how did that happen? So, I knew I wanted to go to the PE route. Um, my we got pregnant with my daughter, okay. um, who's five years old now. And when we found out that we were going to have her, we weren't really prepared for it or expecting it. Okay. Um, and so I was like, if I'm going to get my PE credential, I've got to do it now before she's born, because <laughs> I know that it's going to. I don't know if I'll ever do it. Right. And so I. All I had to do was I had to pass the C set. There are three parts of the C set, 
And so I literally studied every night for like three months. That's all I did was study for the test. And I took all three parts in one day. I took all day long. Oh my gosh. And wow. most people were saying, you're not going to pass all three parts in one day, but I was determined. <laughs> so I did, I passed all three parts and That's I had awesome. my pre-credential for the next year. And then they slow, I got, I think I got two PE classes that next year. So I was upstairs in the building for four classes, came down and taught PE for two yeah. and just kind of started from there. Um, then when Brad Sand, who's a teacher in our district forever, he retired. There was a spot that opened, and I finally got to, wow. to slide my way down to PE. Yeah. So, so what was it about PE? And like, were you an athlete? Was that your background? What, like, what do you see that um, bringing for our students? Yeah. So for me, is my 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 background is athletics. And so I played, you know, back in high school, I was a football, I played some football, I played oh. some basketball. What position? So in, I was basketball, mostly a basketball player. I played um, a, a two guard and okay. a little bit of crisis point guard when they needed me to. Um, and then I actually got to go play at Hope. So that's what brought me to California as I played basketball at Hope International. Okay. Um, and so for me, so I, I I didn't even, I, I didn't, that didn't register. So you didn't grow up uh, here? No, I grew up in Colorado. I oh. grew up out, yeah, just outside of Denver, between Denver and Boulder. Oh, nice. So, yeah, so go Broncos, go it's Rockies, beautiful. go Nuggets. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a great, but I go back now in the winter, it's too cold for me. <laughs> I've, I've become a wimp in California. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I came out here. I kind of got stuck here. I always thought I'd go back. Yeah. But when I got the job right out of college, I, I just stayed here, and now my life is here. My family's here. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So wh what does PE mean to you with students? Why do you like that? So, So for me, it goes back to, and, you know, I've, I've been a teacher in the classroom, so I don't want to offend anybody. But, <laughs> but what I have found for me personally and the way that I'm wired is that I learned so much more about life and about um just kind of how to face things from athletics than I did yeah. than, than anybody ever taught me in a classroom. So I learned a lot about adversity, overcoming adversity, how to work with people, how to work with people that maybe I didn't get along with. Mm -hmm. And because we had to, we had a common goal as a team we're trying to accomplish. And if there's if we can't figure out how to work together, it's not it's not going to be it's not going to be okay. Yeah. And so for me, just taking those life lessons and being able to apply them a little bit. Like for me, sports is what did that for yeah. me. And so a lot of these kids that come to our junior high, they're not sure what they're gonna do in high school. So it's fun to kind of like encourage them to find a sport to try. Because even if they've never tried before, a freshman year is a great time to go, to go try something. And yeah. so we try to, to instill that in, in junior high school. Hey, try this, you're good at this. Find something you're good at, I see you're good at this. Yeah. Go try it out and see what happens. And a lot of kids, we have kids come back that would never have been in sports, but a lot of them find track, and there's all kinds of different things they can do in track and field. So they'll come back and they're it's like, true. yeah, I mean, I got to compete at this and at this meet and at this meet, and here's what I won. And That's it's really cool. rewarding to see that when they come back because they were never going to play sports. Yeah. And so, and it's not just me. We have a great team at Parks that, that kind of encourages the kids to kind of go that route. So I love that. Yeah. So can you think of a specific example where, so you know the value. It teaches you, you know, how to handle adversity, uh, teamwork. Um, but can you think of an example where you saw that manifest in a student and and what did um, what were they initially faced with in your PE class and then how did you approach kind of getting them to move through those steps that you already knew the value to? Can you think of a specific? I, I think yeah, I can think of some, and especially it's in my I teach a physical conditioning elective now, mm -hmm. um, so. I'm not teaching any PE classes this year. I'm all the conditioning elective, which is a, a weight training, a resistance training class that's it's inside during the day. Yeah, and so I think I walked through that space yeah, uh, yeah, like yeah. the first week of school. You probably did. Yeah, it's cool. It's, yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, we're excited about it. Um, 
but sometimes we get kids in that class that don't sign up for it because, <laughs> okay. you know, like maybe they came late in the year or maybe yeah. all the other electives are full. So they get tossed in conditioning. Yeah. And so every year I get two or three kids that are just like bummed out when they come in oh. and they walk in that first day and I start explaining it and you can see in their eyes, they're, they're either like sad or they're mad. <laughs> and so it's, it's happened a couple of times where I've had these kids that come in that don't want to be there. Yeah. And so, you know, we'll kind of pull them aside and say, you know, I, I get it. I understand. But here's an opportunity. Here's an opportunity for you to try something new. You're not sitting behind. You're not sitting on your desk right now. You're, you know, we get to move around, and so you see them start from this this spot where they're like really unsure and really not confident at all. But when when we start doing these movements and I teach them the movements and they start to like, you see them try one time and when you go over and say, you know what, you're good at this. This is something that mm. you can do, and you see that light that they're like, it, it almost makes me cry a little bit because you see them light up a little bit to know like. No way. Like, I never thought I could be good at this. And then when you just give them that little bit of confidence to say, yeah, you're good at this. You can, you can do this. Yeah. And they take that and they run with it. And you can see them run with it and understand that, you know what, this is not something I thought I was going to be good at. This is not something that I ever imagined I, I could do. But I'm doing something that's different, that's out of my comfort zone. And I think a lot of that times that leads to, now I'm going to go up in the building and maybe, maybe I'm not, you know, the best math student, but... If I could do that, maybe I can do this too. And I do. We do see that every once in a while. We do yeah. see that progression happen, and it's um, it's fun to see. And I'm I'm glad for those kids. That's awesome. Yes. And, and so, if people are listening, to this one thing you you might have heard, but maybe you didn't really know. Like, so Matt's like, you know, I think you said, you know, it almost makes me cry. Yeah. But like you were emoting, and I was feeling it. <laughs> and that's something. I think the people I interviewed, like they kind of hinted at, is that kind of passion or commitment mm-hmm. or dedication. Um, so I'm going to dive into a, okay. a few of the quotes. Uh, one of the questions I ask people is a significant moment with, okay. with Matt. And so this is from your wife, Vanessa. Okay. Yeah. And so she said, uh, the Saturday before the school year, uh, before school started this year, uh, Matt, our kids, and I went to your weight room mm-hmm. uh, or the conditioning room. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that you could finish getting things ready. Yeah. As he worked, our kids ran around and played in the room. Once he was done with the work, he and I sat and looked at his room that was like transformed. Uh, And so you've had a dream for a long time of a space like this and you've been kind of patiently waiting Mm -hmm. for it to come together. Um, So then she says, in that moment, here's some things that stood out. Like number one, Matt doesn't do things halfway. (laughs) And uh, you put your whole heart into it and you have high standards. And two, you work hard even when no one's looking. Mm. And then three, you not only value your students and uh, your work, but families are priority. Yeah. Um, and you make every opportunity to be present with with uh, with the kids, even if it means bringing them to work. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. So, do you remember that moment? Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, so, so tell me about that. So. I've been asking for a long time to get my, my room painted. There was a mural that was put up in the, the early 90s. Okay. It was, I don't want to, again, don't want to finish, but it was terrible. Okay. It was like just colors splashed everywhere. And oh, when you, wow. it made the room feel small. And so I was, I've been asking for like five years, can we paint that? And of course, there's, there's other priorities at the district, and I know that. Sure. And so I was never bitter about it, but they finally told me this summer they were going to paint it. So I moved all my equipment to the middle of the room. We went to Colorado for a vacation. We come back, there's like a week left before school and it's not painted. Oh. And I'm like, oh man. Oh, no. But then I, I hear, like my, my principal, she tells me, it's getting painted, don't worry. And they did. And thank you to um, Scott and the whole district yes. staff because they are, are the maintenance staff, maintenance yeah. operations, they did a great job. It's painted now. 
but it got done like the Friday before school started. And then I was asking too, if there's always carpet in there and it's hard to like the carpet to work out on. And so yeah. I've been asking for the rubber flooring. Yeah. And I know we got a donation from PTSA who helped us out and we got the flooring in, but the same thing, as soon as the painting was done, then they put the floor down. <laughs> so I got kids coming Monday, but it's Friday now and I need to get it ready. So yeah, so yeah I came in on Saturday and, and the kids came and we were able to, to get the space ready and it would, to, to be able to bring like my kids in to see that too is is fun because it's all, it was always my vision to like be a, be a teacher at a school. I would love to have a gymnasium, you know, like where <laughs> I could you know dream big, bring bring dream my son big. around, and we could shoot baskets or something. But to have them in the room with me as we're setting up and watch them run around, it's special because that room, man, when we got that room. It was before I was even certified to teach PE yet. So we were talking about conditioning. Me and my colleague Jeff, uh, yeah. we're, we're talking about conditioning. Um, and so he's like, Let, let's, see what we, let's see what we can do. And so he would, we were able to clear out that room. They gave us an empty room and said, go ahead. And he taught it for the first year or two with pretty much nothing. Like some community members brought in some stuff that helped us out, but you know, it wasn't much of a space. And when I moved in there, there still wasn't much down there. So there's a lot of body weight exercises, things yeah. like that. Um, but, but man, just through kind of perseverance of trying to get some grants, um, yeah. getting some donations from some of my students' parents, um, putting in some of my own money to, to try to get it going and to see where it was then. And then thinking about that night where we're getting it ready where the rubber floor is down. I've got all this equipment I'm moving around and being able to provide things for the kids that they're going to want to come work out now. Yeah. Like they want to come in the room. They want it. And, you know, for some of these kids, they're going to be athletes. Yeah. And to introduce them to the weight room before they get to high school. Because I've, I've coached at Sunny Hills. I coach basketball. I coach football at Sunny Hills. And when these freshmen come in, they go to the weight room. They're, they're scared. They're intimidated. Yeah. But to have just a little bit of a, you know, cool. of, a, of a basis for what what's going to happen, I feel like they can go more confident. Yeah, like that's that awesome. Yeah. I love that. And it's it's an interesting connection. We always talk about, you know, preparing kids for college, but those athletes and yeah. those those students who that's going to be like a big part of their lives, introducing them to like that high school, you know, like the weight room. Mm. Like that's part of preparing students. I mean, I remember I, I, I came into high school football uh, freshman. I never I came from a small private school. I didn't know anything about weights, yeah, nothing. Yeah. I walked in, I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> what are they doing? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, so I felt totally lost. So I totally I'd identify with that. So trying to, um, one of the things we talk uh, in these interviews about is kind of risk-taking, mm -hmm. innovation. So how do you see like that moment where you're kind of putting in the, um, I don't want to, you know, over <laughs> overdo it, but the blood, sweat, and tears on a weekend with your family putting these finishing touches on and you mentioned perseverance like it was mm -hmm. a long process it wasn't mm -hmm. a weekend right how would you connect that to somebody else like a fellow teacher who wants to try something or like how would you maybe encourage them or talk to them if they're like talking about oh i wish something well let's take a reluctant teacher somebody's like i wish it were different but it's not right. i can't do anything right how would you you know motivate uh, like a colleague Man, you know, the, the first thing is is that stuff like this, it doesn't happen overnight. And I know I don't mean for that to be discouraging, but I mean for that to be like if you have something that you want to try, you have something that you want to do, but it's not in the cards right now, you can take steps to start preparing for it instead of just sitting on your hands and saying, like, oh, it's not going to happen. Because for me, it was, it, it was. It's been a journey. This is my 18th year, my 18th year in education. This is kind of what I've always wanted to do. That's awesome. But it's taken me 18 years to get here. Right. And so sometimes when, you know, sometimes people come down like, man, this is where you use your workspace and they're, you know, they might be jealous or whatever. I'm like, man, yeah, but 
it's been 18 years <laughs> of like working to right. get this done, right? And so I, w- I would tell people, man, don't give up on it. Yeah. Don't give up on it. Take small steps to get there and it, it can get there, but it's not going to happen overnight. Yeah. And so that was for me too. Like I had to take those steps to get that credential, to, to take those steps to say, you're going to give me empty room? Okay. Like <laughs> I'll take it. That's a small, that's not what I have envisioned, yes. but I'll take it for now. And so I can do some things with that. Yeah. And then I get a little bit of equipment and like, okay, this isn't perfect, but I, I can work with this. I can make this happen. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, just to, to not be discouraged and know that the opportunities are gonna come. Like, I mean, I was just thinking on the way over to this interview, like I don't mind going to work every day. That's awesome. You know, and it, it, hasn't, it hasn't always been that way. Mm. And I've always tried to like love my students well, you know, the best that I can. But there are some mornings where I'm just like, man, really, I gotta go teach about this dynasty again that <laughs> nobody cares about. But now I feel like I can go to work and I can, this is something I'm passionate about. Yeah. You know, this is something I care about. I, I want you to be healthy. I want you to have a healthy lifestyle that goes into high school, into adulthood. Yeah. You know, and especially in this day and age where so many kids are just sitting around like swiping screens all day. <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of nice to have an opportunity to show them, that, you know, you can't swipe your health. You've got to actually get up and do something. Yeah. And so to have this space where we can do that, I mean, that's awesome. That's cool. I really, I think like, you, I mean, even in this interview, you said, I can't, I, I wish we had a gym, right? You yeah, like, right, right, right? So part of like what I'm picking up from you is like envisioning it, like yeah. picturing it. Yeah. And so the space that you said, you're like, I want a space of my own. And then when you got it, it wasn't ideal, but you're like, I'm going to take it. But you're already kind of forecasting yeah. out where you wanted to go. Yeah. So that, yeah. that's really cool. All right. I have another story to ask you about. Um, this is from your uh, principal, Laura Makeley. And uh, so I'm just going to read uh, a part of this, and okay. you can tell me if you remember it. Um, okay. So uh, watching you play in the staff for students basketball game <laughs> last year, uh, so she said you you had a no mercy approach. <laughs> she said you were intense and competitive, but you showed great pride in the students' last minute score that beat the staff team, and then you congratulated them in a way befitting the highest example of sportsmanship. Um, so do you remember that? I, I do, and I hope, man, I hope not too many students listen to this, because <laughs> okay. we play this game every year, Yeah. and our goal is that the game comes down to the last shot every year. That's the goal. That's the goal. Seriously. So if we can manipulate it to the point where it comes down to the last shot, that's what we want, so everybody stays engaged the whole time, and we can make an exciting ending. And so, you know, we ham it up a little bit. Sometimes I'll dribble off my leg, out of, you know, like, out of, oh, man, I turned it over, you know, and get upset about it. But we do. We really try to make this thing. So, and we're usually successful. We had a kid in, I think, 2010, um, Stanley Johnson, who's now in the NBA. No way. And so back then, he plays for the Detroit, Detroit Pistons now. But back then, he was like a 6'3", you know, wow. 190, 200-pound eighth grader. And so that's the only year that we legitimately, we lost by six. <laughs> I remember we lost by six. And we were trying to come back, and we couldn't do it. But other than that, we, we do. We try to get that to come down to the last minute. And this year, they, they got a turnover with, like, five seconds left. They went down. They got a layup at the buzzer. Yeah. All the kids rushed out of the stand. You know, it's like a... It's a great moment for our school because it's so yeah. much like school pride for the kids and, yeah. and the, you know, the players are all happy. And so, I mean, yeah, I, I love that. I love having that, that school spirit that yeah. we can kind of overflow on the basketball court there. All right. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say, okay, let's say you're given a keynote and you're in front of like a thousand teachers. Yeah. And they're not PE teachers. Right. And you're trying to take that moment and explain how they can do that because it's like this... Um, Pablo and I, we, we call it magic. Mm-hmm. Like you're creating some sort of magical moment, mm-hmm. which is like they empty the stands and rush right, out. Right. Um, 
so how do you how do you get other people to see that possibility in you know our schools and our classrooms? What would you tell other teachers how how to do that? What's the secret sauce? Like the basketball game seems a setup. Right, right. Like right. you're like there's two baskets. Right, right. The, the rules already defined, but how could another teacher kind of take that principle? I think it's I think it comes down to that. You got to set up your students for success, and students are going to come to you at every level, and so that's going to look different for different kids, and so. You know, I even think back to my days in the classroom before I could do all this stuff that I love doing now. And it's like, it's finding these kids' strengths, it's finding what they're good at, and then it's putting them in a situation where you can set them up for success. Maybe this kid is not a great writer, but maybe this kid's a great speaker. So how can you put them in a situation mm -hmm. where, they can, where they can get their thoughts out in a way that they can vocalize it and hear it and make them feel really proud about themselves? Or maybe this kid's super shy and they don't want to do that, but maybe there's a job behind the scenes you can give this kid on this project and then they're able to take that, and if, if you're able to congratulate them in some way and they feel that pride, it's, I think it's all about setting up kids for success. Sometimes we as teachers, I think, we get frustrated, especially we get frustrated with, with students who we feel are like underachieving or underperforming or whatever it is, but I think it's up to us sometimes, too, to find what, what is it going to be that's going to turn something on for this kid in their, in their own head, in their own heart, you know, and for, it's hard sometimes. It's hard as a teacher sometimes to find that, especially when you got kids giving you pushback and things like that, but... I believe that every single student, every kid has something to offer us. Yeah. And it's and something that, that for themselves that they could open themselves up to to say like, man, I'm, I'm successful. I feel good about this. I take pride in this. Yeah. And I think that's our job sort of to find that, um, yeah. figure out what it is and then let them experience that. Because that's what it is the game, right? These, these kids are fired up because they beat the teachers. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I think the same thing can be said for this kid that's fired up that they just found out that I'm really good at this skill and I didn't know that before. And you, as a teacher, you helped bring that out. Yeah. You know? I, I love that. I, I'm trying to think of like, okay, so you have these teachers in front of you and so you, maybe you can unpack this a little bit, you have a belief in every student. Like yeah. there's something there that can be tapped into, that can be amplified, that can be kind of magnified. Um, Let's say you're, you're a first-year teacher and you don't yet have that belief. Mm. Like, you just haven't seen it. How do you help that, or maybe it's a veteran teacher who's just never experienced teaching the way right, you do. Right, right. What do you tell them to look for in, in those moments where, that we share as teacher and students? What, what should they be looking for to find that kind of the secret thing that works for this student? I think it's like trying to tap into their interests somehow, which is hard when you're teaching subjects. Like, I think back when I was teaching history, you know, right, and I'm right. like... I, I don't know how to find out what this kid likes or what this kid doesn't like, but when I feel like it's when you we present opportunities to learn the material in a different way besides just hey here's the book here's you know like we're gonna try this today to for you mm. to, for you to tell me the information that you got and you're gonna give it back to me let's try it in this way let's try it in this presentation form let's try it in this this way over here we're gonna like act something you know I I don't know but. To find to to not do the same thing over and over and over and over because that might get that might get five kids if you do the same thing over and over and over and right. over, but it's not going to get the other twenty five who are like this is terrible, you know. <laughs> and so to to be to be able to try new things, to be able to try to be innovative, to 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 try doing it on a different. For me, it was like devices. Like once the iPad started coming in for that, I was mm. like, man, I can't do this. I, I'm not I'm not good with technology, you know. Oh, like, wow. And so to be able to embrace that, actually, actually, back in the day, I just thought of this. When they tried to roll out the one-to-one -one computer program in the Florida School District, I was one of two teachers at my school that, that they rolled that out with in oh. my history and my um, science classes. And so I was like, what? <laughs> what? I, I have no idea what I'm doing right here. But to be able to like 
all right, this is something new, but I'm actually going to step into it with a halfway decent attitude instead yeah. of just push back and be like, I'm not going to use it. Yeah. Um, but because I, I think for, for us as teachers, man, we work hard. Yeah. And I think sometimes when we do, we are giving someone like that, we could go one of two ways with it. We could yeah. say, okay, I'm going to step into it. I'm going to give it a try. Yeah. Or you could just be resistant and say, I'm going to do the absolute minimum. Yeah. You know, just, just so I can get through it. But I mean, it's having that, that shift in mentality because you might have a kid who's going to be really successful now because of this, this new thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There's something you said, or there's actually a couple things that I picked up on. One is you say, okay, we're going to try this new way. And I think like, you're kind of hinting at the students like like we're going to try this means there's some degree of uncertainty mm-hmm. or like uh, we're like we're on this journey together mm-hmm. like I'm not the expert mm-hmm. so that kind of maybe it's a vulnerability with the yeah. student and I think I think too I think back to my conditioning class when I took it the first year when I took over the first year it looked way different than what it looks like right now the way that I set it up, I set it up on a, a, like a five-day segments, and every, every Monday was the same thing, every Tuesday was the same thing. And it kind of worked that first year, but when I evaluated it, and I asked the kids too, at the end of the year, I asked the kids, what did you like, what did you not like? And taking their feedback, oh, that's great. and I, I was like, okay, this has got to change a little bit. So now I'm on six-day segments, which works out even better because we have so many, like, you have Monday off here, you have a Friday off there, so now you're missing stuff. But on these six-day segments I was set up, Day one's always the same thing, but it's not always going to be on Monday, right? It could be yeah. on Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, and, you know, days two through five, we're working out. Day six, we have a circuit training day, and it's always different, and it's able to, like, help. You know, if a, if a kid likes to work out this way, that's great for this day, but if you like to do the circuit training, it's coming. And so, you know, it's just it's all that of being vulnerable to say, like, I did not – it wasn't the best it could have been that first year. Yeah. I had to learn some things. Yeah. And then just to be, like, you have to kind of have that humility to say, okay <laughs> – I wish it worked well. I wish it was perfect, <laughs> but it wasn't. So what can I do now to change it to make it better? Yeah. And and now too with with, I mean, with the iPads that are here, I've been able to. I've made a video for every single exercise that I've taught the kids. Wow. So like last year, I think I taught seventy seven exercises. And if you go to my website, I've made a video for every single exercise. Is this a public facing website? So it's is uh, the Power School Learning. But okay. It used to be Haiku. So okay. yeah, you I mean, you can get onto the website. It's just like a really long name. <laughs> Go, yeah, go to Parks Junior High website, find Coach Stricker under conditioning and click on it. You can, like, you can look at all that stuff. Awesome. I mean, you can work out at home now because you can watch my videos. But, yeah, um, I'm going to do it. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> sure. Um, so now the kids have the opportunity, too, because then sometimes in class they'd be like, you taught us this, but I forgot it. Right. And now I'm trying to help, like, five different students at once. Yeah. And so I'm like, hey, you got your iPad. Go click on a video. Yeah. Go watch the video. And um, it's you doing the exercises. And it's me doing the exercises. I have a little voiceover from it's like cool. an iMovie, you know, and it shows yeah. them the, the uh, body parts that or the muscles groups yeah. that it works, which feeds into, too, I used to give them, this is another thing that um, I had to change. I used to give written tests. Okay. So, you know, we'd, we'd have a little unit, it'd be a written test about exercise nutrition or something like that. And I was like, all I'm doing in this class is making them memorize stuff and give it back to me. Yeah. Like, how is that helping? Yeah. So... I switched it last year to make it performance-based. So I have these performance assessments five times a semester where they come. As everyone else works out, I pull them over individually. They know come. They know beforehand, a week beforehand, these are the exercises you need to know. I pull them over and say, hey, all right, got to perform a push-up. Yeah. And they got to tell me the muscle group it works. They've got to explain it to me as if I'm a kindergartner that's never done it before. And then that's they have awesome. to perform two repetitions of it, and I've got a rubric so they can see, like, yeah. you know, it's out of 30 points. Here's what you did. Here's, here's how you can improve. And it's so much better than having them, you know, find – they're telling me stuff in the written test they could look up on the Internet right. in two seconds. Like, right. what's the point? I just got chills as uh, you're describing that because uh, I'm like, that's like – 
like a really personalized approach. It's one-on-one. -on -one. You're talking about them. It's conversational. Yeah. I mean, that that sounds awesome to me. And for I some mean, kids that don't test well on paper, yeah. I mean, especially they've, they've just been in six classes where maybe they feel really bad about themselves because yeah. they messed up a test here, messed up a test here. Yeah. At least they can come down and they can explain what they're thinking. And some of these kids, man, that maybe don't excel in the classroom, they come down, they excel in physical conditioning. Yeah, because, that's awesome. Because they're athletes, and then they, they can explain this stuff. This yeah. is stuff that's interesting to them. Yeah, and then because they can explain it, there's ownership in a new way, not just I'm an athlete, but like I can articulate it, like right. they have to explain to right. you. And then that plants seeds about what they could do in the future. I feel like you're right, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Like training and yeah. coaching and all sorts of things beyond just being a, somebody who performs athletically. Yeah, I had one kid last year who told me that he got 30 out of 30 in his assessment. He's like, I'm usually not smart. I'm like, no, no, oh, no, wow. man, you're smart. It's just you need you need a different way to show how you're smart. Wow. You're, you're a smart kid. It's just this is a different way to, to approach it. That's and, cool. You know, yeah. I love that. And that's yeah. like almost creating that magic moment for, moment for that student where right. you, like, you gave him, you set him up for success. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I love sure. that. Um, I feel like that's your motto, Coach Stricker, uh, setting them up for success. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, so we're, we're getting close to our time, but I did yeah. want to share, there's another story. Um, so this is from Phil Ling. Um, I, uh, you gave me his name and I asked him. Um, so I said, what's a, a moment, a significant moment where Matt was being kind of Matt, mm -hmm. like as no one else can. So he said, um, a number of years back, a relative of yours was diagnosed with a kidney condition. Yeah, my cousin. And then uh, needed a transplant. Mm -hmm. And so then you... Um, you jumped in and had yourself screened to see if you're a match. Mm -hmm. And then he said when you discovered you weren't a match, he said you were just heartbroken because yeah. you couldn't help. Um, and he said that's the kind of person that you are is you um, desire better for others over mm -hmm. yourself. So does that resonate with you or what do you think? I mean, I would hope so. I would yeah. hope so. Um, you know, my, my cousin, man, he, he needed that kidney transplant and I actually was a match. And so we went through the process. Like he was in Colorado, I was in California, so I was doing all this blood work, going to hospitals. Like, yeah. and I feel like we were we were at the end of it, and it was about to like be where I was going to go out to Colorado and get it done. Wow. The last test I took, the doctors told me that on my end of it, if they were to take the kidney out, I had a. It was weird, like a like a an an inadequate or too many. Maybe it was too many blood vessels running in on my kidney. Oh. And if they took it out, they they thought I would bleed to death. Oh, jeez. And so all of a sudden we had all these preparations that had been made and he was excited to get it and I was excited to give it to him yeah. and then at the last minute they're like, no, you can't do it. Ugh. And yeah, I, mean, I was super bummed out. It was it was a big deal back then. Luckily my cousin, his um, brother-in-law was also a match and he got the kidney. It was, like, it was just a 15 year anniversary actually and oh, he's, still, wow. he's doing great so oh. that, that's awesome. But um, but yeah, I just feel like that's part of, that's part of what I believe. That's part of, um, Gosh, you know, I don't want to get religious or anything like that in here, but that, I mean, that, that's part of, of what I believe is my role in the world as a, as being a follower of, of Jesus is that, you know, I'm, I'm supposed to help others, like to, to treat other people the way yeah. that I want to be treated, that kind yeah. of thing, you know, and I'm sure a lot of people think that too, but, yeah. you know, as, as teachers, we actually have that opportunity to, to do that often. Yeah, and I think, so we've talked, like, teaching is a hard profession. We work hard as educators. And, and so you've kind of highlighted these ways where, like, beyond what's, what's normal, like, we can kind of, uh, to use, like, an athletic kind of metaphor or I figure speeches, like, we can dig deep, mm -hmm. you know, and, and my football coach in high school used to call it going to the well, like, <laughs> like dig deep and really give out and, uh, and pour out, like, our efforts for, for others. Yeah. 
And so, um, yeah, thanks for spending time with yeah, us here. This is sure. this has been great. The time just flew by. <laughs> um, anything else you would like to add, um, just in terms of encouraging other educators? Um, I think I think the big thing for me is that we we live in a world that's so much instant gratification, mm-hmm. and you know we want it now. And so I really just think that that even as I listen to myself talk, just to have that patience to say, you know what, this is this is what I want to have happen. Here's my end goal. I want to be in junior high school. I want to be teaching a conditioning class. I want to you know I want my I want a room where I can do that. And to look back, you know, 18 years ago, I mean I was I was far away from that. Hmm. But to keep pushing through and keep you know you know keep the dream alive, so to speak, man, like, stuff can happen. Yeah. You know, I, and and I'm. I'm I never even knew it would be, my room would be the way it is now, that I'd, I'd have six classes of it. You know, that last year I had four. This year there's enough kids that signed up that I'm all day physical conditioning. Yeah. I'm not even MPE anymore. Um, and so, yeah, it's just an encouragement to know that if you have an idea, if it's a good idea and it's, it's good, good for kids, you know, it's going to stick at some point. Yeah. Stick with it. Stick you know, don't, with don't it. Don't give up on it. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's great. I love the fact that you just kind of outlined, like, your story is one of perseverance. And, but it's also, it's not just perseverance without vision, it's perseverance with yeah. vision. And so just like picturing what's gonna come. And it's really it's really not, I mean, it is your passion, but it's it's for the benefit of these students. Yeah. So it's like for, for, sure. for others, so. For sure. Awesome, well thank you, Matt. All right, thanks Wes, All I appreciate right. it, man. Appreciate it. This has been the Teacher Interview Podcast. Thank you for joining us.